going on, everybody? Huddle Up Podcast. It is Sunday as I'm recording this, Sunday night, uh, January the 15th. This is the Five Observations with Big Jim. I am your host, Big Jim. You can hear me as well as student of the game, Kyle Nash, Ernest, DJ Christian, and uh, Matt. Uh, we do the Huddle Up Podcast live every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast, Twitter, and YouTube at Huddle Up Podcast. Um, this is the five observations, uh, a little bit later than normal this week as I, uh, was waiting until the end of, um, Sunday's, uh, super wild card weekend games to get this, uh, to get this episode recorded, um, because I wanted to get as much of the weekend's, uh, games in as possible, but I didn't want to wait until after the Monday night game because of course we go live for, uh, for Huddle Up podcast on Tuesday. So, um, if, if you, this is your first time catching this particular um, uh, show, um, I take my five observations from the world of sports in a calendar week. Uh, this week, uh, spoiler alert, going to be very uh, football heavy as we are in the uh, NFL playoffs now. Um, but this will continue after the football season. So make sure you are subscribed to the Huddle Up podcast uh, podcast feed. Um, so you do not miss a single episode. We have some other uh, focused content for sports uh, on the feed. We have Ernest's, uh, we have EJ's uh, and one basketball podcast. We have uh, Mike's uh, Five for Fighting NHL podcast. Uh, we will have Matt's uh, The Pitch coming up, uh, I believe, starting next month, uh, which will be soccer and baseball together. Um and uh, we may have a XFL podcast coming, but um, stay tuned to that. Uh, again, follow us on social media at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, so you never miss a second of any of the action uh, with the Huddle Up Podcast. Um, all right, let's get down to it. We will start with my first observation for the week. Uh, there is nothing in this world like live sports. Um, I had the opportunity uh, last night, Saturday night, to attend uh, the Hershey Bears uh, versus Springfield uh, Thunderbirds, American Hockey League um, game. But uh, uh, also, sidebar, uh, it was the first time I've ever seen a jersey retirement in person. Uh, Chris Bork, son of NHL Hall of Famer uh, Ray Bork, um, had his uh, number 17 retired uh, by the Hershey Bears, the oldest franchise in the American Hockey League and uh, affiliate of the NHL's Washington Capitals. Um, Bork's number 17 was retired last night. He is only the uh, the eighth Hershey Bear in history uh, to have his number retired and the fifth number in, a, in uh, Hershey Bears history to have his number retired. Um, the, uh, the other numbers, 3, 8, uh, 9, and 16. Uh, have been retired by the organization. Um, I've I've been a fan of the Bears my entire life, and has watched Chris's entire career, and, and one of the best Bears uh, in history. So, uh, congratulations to Chris Bork for having his number retired. Um, but man, I'm just I, I was just sitting there last night, and and every time I go to a live sporting event, and I think I've um, I think I've appreciated it more post COVID. Um, that just just sitting in and hearing the sounds and. Uh, experiencing the smells and and sights of, of a live sporting event, be it football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Uh, hockey is my favorite sport, but it is just um, it is just special. Uh, and 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 man, you know, 
it was a complete sellout last night at Hershey. You know, people can talk about minor league sports. They can crap on minor league sports all they want, but but there is still something special uh, about it. There's a passion to it, uh, especially when you're in a, a bigger market like Hershey is. Um, it is it is something special. People need to stop sleeping on minor league sports. Um, but uh, yeah, another uh, something else crossed off my sports bucket list last night. And, um, and just uh, every time I go to a sporting event now, I think I do appreciate it, uh, just a little bit more. Um, my second observation this week, um, these way, way, way too early top 10, top 25, uh, college football rankings, uh, are ridiculous and just, can, can they just stop? Can we just stop doing them period ever? Um, I, I hate, I, I've always hated preseason rankings because again, you're basing it off what a team did the prior season. Um, you don't even have the full list of commits, um, of, uh, from the transfer portal. Now you don't even have a full list of, uh, guys who are returning and players who are leaving for the draft. Um, you don't know if, uh, coaches in some instances are going to be let go. If assistants are going to be retained. Um, it, it's, it's, I, the, the, these, these, and, and I understand like they're for fun and I'm trying, like, I'm trying not to like crap on fun. I'm not, I'm not, but it is, it is absurd. Like, you're 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 predicting you're, you're 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 putting Penn State at number five because they had a good defense this year, but you're they're they're turning the ball over to a quarterback who has ne- hasn't really started a game. But you're but but they're the number five team, and my problem with it is because that sets a precedent for next year, and that's where preseason rankings will put them too high, and then. Uh, you know, it, it, it impacts the entire season because Ohio state was boosted by the fact that Notre Dame was ranked number eight in the preseason this past, this past year, like Notre Dame shouldn't have been the number eight team in the country to start the season. I'm a Notre Dame fan and I'm saying that, but Ohio state was boosted. Now, granted they, they, they almost beat Georgia. They almost beat the national champion in the college football playoff semifinal. But Ohio State uh, still, I don't think, should have been there. Like, finding a way to play a great game in the semifinal doesn't mean that you belong there. It means that you carry the chip on your shoulder to smack the Bulldogs in the face. Like, those are two different things to me. Um, and, and there's, like I said, there's still way too many factors that can change. There's guys that can still decide to leave, still hit the transfer portal. Um, you know, players can get hurt in camp, and I understand that all those things can happen anyway, but but I just saw today, you know, there was a, a slew of uh, way too early rankings. Joel Klatt, the, the guy who had been singing praises of the Joel Klatt podcast uh, for the last few weeks. Credit to student of the game Kyle Nash on that one. Bing! Um... But Joel Klatt even did it. And he had Penn State super high and all this. And and just today, you know, that, that was the day after the national title game or two days after the national title game. 
And just today, it was announced that Penn State's wide receivers coach isn't go- isn't being retained. So, like, why why are we why are we playing the rankings game right now? It's ridiculous. Um, it's never going to stop, but it's ridiculous, and I'll bitch about it every year. Um, now now onto the NFL. the 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 rest of my observations this week are in relation to um the, the the super wild card weekend games that we've seen so far uh again my cowboys play tomorrow night we'll more on that later uh this tuesday on the huddle Up podcast live um i do want to i do want to say this this isn't like an official observation uh but sans the seahawks getting boat raced out of santa clara uh this is one of the better wild card weekends of games uh, that I can remember in a while. Definitely the best since the uh, the addition of the the seventh playoff team per conference. Um, the number seven seed still uh, still has is winless though. Let's keep that in mind. But maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there one day. Um, but uh, a, a good slate of games. I, I that's why I didn't start recording this. And releasing it sooner because I wanted to watch the end of the, the Ravens-Bengals. Uh, my third observation this week, Brandon Staley has to be fired in L.A., right? Um, I know there was questions going into this season, whether it was from the team, uh, the media, fans. But the, the guy hasn't exactly been the most trusted head coach. Um, questionable decisions, relies on analytics too much. Uh, which can be said for a lot of coaches, but but Staley especially, and it has kind of cost his team at times. Um, but he, uh, I think his seat was already hot. Uh, he made the decision last week in a meaningless game, and again, you want to play your starters for a quarter so they stay a little bit fresh, don't have a full bye week. Fine. You know, they went through the warm-up process because they weren't sure if the game was going to be meaningless in Week 18. Uh, play him a little bit, cool him down, get him out of there, stay safe, that's fine. He, the, the, his starters were still until the fourth quarter of a meaningless game. Mike Williams broke his back, literally broke a bone in his back in Week 18 in a meaningless game. He would have only been available to play possibly in the Super Bowl had the Chargers made it. Um. And then yesterday, a 27 to nothing lead late in the second quarter, and you end up losing to the Jaguars. I understand you're on the road. I understand the Jaguars are the hottest team in the league right now. I understand, um, you know, like I said, you're, you're in a hostile environment on the road. But a 27-point lead. Um, t- t- there's no, there's no coming back from that. I don't think now, as of right now, the chargers have not fired Brandon Staley. Um, it could be black Monday part two tomorrow. We'll find out, but uh, Brandon Staley as of recording time still has his job. Uh, but, but to me, he's got to go. Um, like I feel bad for Justin Herbert being, <laughs> being hamstrung to this guy. Uh, Austin Eckler, hell, I feel terrible for Mike Williams. He literally broke his back for this asshole. 
Um, but but I I just and I'm not saying Staley can't go on to be a successful coach somewhere else. I'm not saying Staley uh, won't have a successful career in the National Football League as a head coach. But to me, it, the, the the time in L.A. has to end, uh, and he needs to learn from this experience and what he did wrong because he did plenty wrong. Uh, my, my fourth observation this week, the Buffalo Bills have to be better than they were today if they want to win it all. Now, I understand there's division familiarity, and uh, and all of that when it when it comes into these playoff games and it's hard to beat a team again and and all of that I get that I get all of that but th- this is a team that a lot of people told me was the best team in the league or at least the best team in the AFC and if they got home field advantage that it was almost going to be a lock that this Bills team was going to go the distance um well they didn't get home field advantage. They did have home, they were playing at home today and they gave up 30 plus points to Skylar Thompson. I know you're asking who the hell is Skylar Thompson and I'm still trying to figure that out as well. He played a heck of a game. The Dolphins played a hell of a game and I'm not trying to take anything away from the Miami Dolphins and what Josh McDaniel did with Skylar freaking Thompson as his starting quarterback in Buffalo in January. But the Bills' defense gave up 31 points to Skylar Thompson. And as I'm sitting here, I probably should just confirm that his last name is Thompson or I'm going to sound like a big jackass recording this. Yes, I was correct. It's Skylar Thompson. <laughs> um, Josh Allen also needs to protect the damn football a lot more. Um, and, and be, you know, be more protective of where he's throwing the football, where he's putting the ball because he was doing his team a disservice today. The, you know, he 23 of 39, he did finish with three touchdowns and 352 yards, but he had two interceptions. He had a lost fumble. Um, you, you, you gotta be better than that. You have to be better than that. Um, but the Bills need to be better than they were today. Um, I'm not sure who they'll play. The, who they'll play yet next week? Or actually, we we do know who they'll play. Um, they will play the Bengals. Um, when we're 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 right back to um, you know, we're right back to. The matchup that we had a couple weeks ago, um, when the uh, tragic events, uh, the scary events happened with uh, Demar Hamlin, Buffalo has to be better. Hell, Cincinnati needs to be better. Both those teams could afford to be better than they were today. Um, you know, Cincinnati, if it wasn't for Tyler Huntley not protecting the football on a QB sneak or a better execution there, we may be talking about the Ravens advancing. And it would be the Bills and the Jaguars and the Ravens and the Chiefs. Um, so I think both teams could be better and, and need to be better. And I think they will be. I, I think they may be uh, underestimated their opponents a bit. 
But I, I, I've said all season, the, the reason that at times I had the Chiefs and the Eagles and maybe some others, I can't remember, um, above the Bills in, in, in my personal power rankings is because I thought the Bills were not the best at putting away their opponents. That they, 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 would, they would take a lead, they would kind of get this attitude of, well, game's locked up, we can kind of put it on cruise control, and it would almost come back to bite them. Uh, so they need to be better. They need to be better for sure uh, going into next week. My fifth and final observation uh, for this week, and it's going to be a, it's just a little bit shorter because, uh, you, you know, it's Sunday night. I want to head to bed, get, to, get ready for uh, the work week and uh, Monday night football. Oof. Uh, still nervous about that one. Nervous about my Cowboys for sure. But, um, but uh, my fifth observation this week, people need to chill with the Brock Purdy as the next Tom Brady stuff. Look, I'm not taking anything away um, from what, Brock Purdy has done in his six starts, uh, in his nine games that he's played in. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from the fact that as Mr. Irrelevant, um, what he's doing is one of the more impressive quarterback performances we've seen in this league in a long time. Um, but we, we got to chill. We got to chill. He look. He may be the short and or slash long term solution for the San Francisco 49ers or another team if the Niners choose to not uh, go all in on Brock Purdy. Okay, he may be a great quarterback. He may be the best quarterback from the 2022 draft class. He may be a generational talent. One of those guys that we go, man, how did this guy slip so far? Like Tony Romo was undrafted. Tom Brady was a late round pick. Like there's been guys over the course of this league that that, that you, and not just quarterbacks, that, that you go, man, how did this guy go slip so far and they were actually this good? Brock Purdy may be that guy. Brock Purdy also may be a guy who is a flash in the pan. That after you get a half a season or a full season of tape out on him, that he just, the defenses in the National Football League, figure him out. Figure out that tell and what he's doing. Or if the Niners don't keep him and he goes to another team, there's not that magic. You know how Nick Foles in in Philadelphia is like Superman and everywhere else he's like just a regular guy? <laughs> like maybe maybe Brock Purdy in San Francisco is that way. I don't know. None of us do. So to try and sit here and compare him to a guy who's won seven Super Bowls and is arguably, yes, student of the game Kyle Nash, I'm saying it, arguably the best quarterback in the history of the National Football League after six starts and ten games, uh, nine or ten, I guess, I guess it's nine regular season, one postseason, um, is crazy. It's crazy. And I and I get maybe it's just the environment with having sports talk radio 24-7 and sports talk on TV 24-7 and 
every network has to have a hot take guy and all of that. But let's can and I think that also sets up an unrealistic expectation for Brock Purdy to sit here after nine games and compare him to Tom Brady. Like I get it's a great story. It's a tremendous story that this guy who was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the NFL draft, um, picking up where I mean, he was the third quarterback because you had Trey Lance, you had Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you had Brock Purdy. And when everything else crumbled around them, you insert Brock Purdy because you have to, not because you want to, not because he earned the job, he earned the number three spot, but he didn't earn the starting job. It fell to him because of injury. And not only did he not did he stabilize the team, he made them compete and bet better. I don't know. Is he better? But like Tom Brady? Why? Why? I guess that's more the question I ask is why? Why do people need feel the need to be like this is the next Tom Brady? Like I remember, was it was it Corey Miner back in the day was going to be the next Michael Jordan? Remember that? Like I remember a couple years ago, uh, I believe it was one year. Steven Stamkos had like a fifty goal season. They're like, this is the next Ovechkin in terms of goal scoring. Ovechkin's outscoring Stamkos most years still, even at thirty eight. We 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 just gotta be we gotta stop being so quick to be the next, whatever. Especially when that guy, the next that they're, is still playing, and is whether it's the best at the position or best at a certain statistic. Um, let's not set up these young players for unrealistic expectations. Um, that's gonna do it for me. Uh, for five observations this week. Uh, make sure if you are not already, you are following. And subscribe to the Huddle Up podcast uh, podcast feed. Rate and review it. Share it with your friends. We would certainly appreciate all the support and growing this support throughout 2023. Um, Tuesday night, live, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Huddle Up Podcast. We will be live. So bring your takes. Be ready to react and, uh, and, and interact with us throughout the show. Uh, do not miss all of the content that hits the Huddle Up Incorporated podcast feed um, from uh, from the Huddle Up team. We certainly do appreciate all uh, that uh, that the crew does here. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Check out our merchandise over at tpublic.com. And until Tuesday night when we talk to you live, uh, enjoy Monday Night Football. One wild card weekend game left. Cowboys and Bucks tomorrow night. And until Tuesday, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.